Good morning, evening, or night, everyone. Welcome back to Life on the Vine. I'm Jackson. I'm Hutch. And we're back in the Hannah C. Howard recording studio. Woo! Still the most famous person I know? Absolutely. Yeah. We may even have a... Have had? Have had? Or have. (laughs) We don't know when this is coming out. (laughs) An interview with... uh said famous person so it's either gonna be great or it already was great exactly i don't know but it's definitely great yeah it's great that's it's like a pluperfect a past present continuing action sort of thing pluperfect <laughs> yeah i have never heard <laughs> that in my life there's the perfect and then there's the pluperfect but that's a that's a conversation for a different episode okay yeah. cool What's... we can talk we can talk uh greek verbal tenses in a different episode oh, <laughs> so we're talking like. greek not necessarily english does that translate well it does to translate to english oh, well yeah shows you how much i know but we rarely we don't talk about this sort of thing yeah in my elementary school experience um i was definitely encouraged... not in elementary school <laughs> well how about i'll just say my schooling yeah that's fair in elementary school i was encouraged to use um creative spelling we had no what? sentence structure training. Wow. Yeah. Um, Cre- hmm. Yeah. So when huh. you talk about like huh. the noun and the like subject and the subject of the sentence has to be followed by this or blah, 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 yeah. blah like the actual structure of proper English. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I did not really learn a lot of that until I started learning other languages mm-hmm. and Greek in particular. A little bit, and I took a brief stint in German and French. Yeah, but really, it was it was Greek. I think where I really started getting into tenses and stuff like that. But, yeah, yeah. But I also, I I think that so much. We talked about this before on this podcast with oh, habit did? formation. Oh yes, habit. I said a lot is caught, not taught, and I think that's true of the English language. Oh, I I definitely think so because we you, we like. When you're a reader, we teach it. Yeah, you re- you learn it from reading. We teach it like Spanish immersion. It's just English, yeah, yeah, right? You, yeah, exactly. And it's normal. And you get corrected if you use poor grammar. But it is sometimes helpful when reading scripture or interpreting because there's different verbal tenses that imply maybe a past action or present action or mm-hmm. something that's ongoing and. Um, is everything all right? Uh, maybe. Quizzical. Established that the fruit of the spirit is not a kumquat. This is true. Or a grape. Or, or a grape. cherry. Or a watermelon. I finally listened to that song. I heard it about seven bajillion <laughs> times this summer. <laughs> my, my heart goes out to you, Jackson. I, don't, I had never heard it before this summer either. Anyways, for joy. 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 I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down, down in my heart. Tuesday. And I'm so, so happy. So very happy. You pitched this pretty high. What? So I've got a question for you, Jackson. Okay. That's... This is a great segue. Yeah, right? I, yeah. yeah. I think our our minds are going to the same place. Yeah. So joy, joy down in the heart. What is joy? 
You were just, you know, someone yeah. to give you a brief, we'll, we'll, we'll dig into it. Yeah. So, um, actually, um, I love that question because I get asked it by middle schoolers. Yeah. Quite a bit. Not quite a bit. They ask lots of other really random questions more yeah. often. But When is the rapture happening? Yeah. yeah some <laughs> of that. Um, but joy, I would say the definition that I try to give to them is it's a, it's close to happiness, but it's not happiness. Mm. And it's a long sustained happiness that isn't dependent on circumstance. Mm. And I always talk to them about, you know, happiness and how we define happiness is very fleeting. This thing makes me happy, or in that yeah. moment I was happy, and then yeah. once we kind of exit that, it starts to dissipate, you know? Yeah. And it might stay with us for a time, but eventually we're going to be sad, or we're going to be mad, or yeah. we're going to just not... We're going to be neutral, you know, yeah. somewhere where it, the happiness is not going to be sustained. Yeah. And I don't know that I really hold on to that joy is a sustained happiness but i think that joy is an undertone mm. of general satisfaction happiness optimism um good cheer yeah that is not based <laughs> on circumstance yeah that that doesn't really fluctuate with the the circumstance like our our yeah other ethereal emotions might yeah yeah i like that so i like what you kind of talked about an undertone mm -hmm. something that's that's constant which back to the vbs awana sort of kid song down in my heart i think is, is an interesting way to put it mm -hmm. i've got the joy down in my heart i think i think sometimes I don't know if you would ask someone like when when have you experienced joy? It might the first impulse might be something like I don't know at a when I got married or when my kid was born or something sort of a, a moment and something that elation maybe yeah um, but and I think that that can be part of it but I really I like the idea of joy being a little more constant particularly when we think about joy in the biblical sense mm. um, a little more constant. And something that is a is an undercurrent, but can erupt from time to time. Yeah, right. I think it's kind of like um, a square being a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. So, like yeah. happiness, I think, and joy can be tied together when you're experiencing joy. It often yeah. comes along with elation, happiness, yeah. and we can associate joy with happiness and we yeah. often do we often use those interchangeably but yeah joy can exist and does exist outside of happiness yeah and so the two are not synonyms yeah. which we often use them as synonyms but um that we generally associate happiness with joy because when we have this upwelling of joy it's generally because we're happy about something um, yeah. like we have a big moment of, of happiness and yeah. it's, it's so much happiness that we can't describe with the normal word yeah. of happy. We've yeah. got to 
say joy. something else. And so yeah. joy, it's joy. Yeah. This is pure. I think, I think there's a little bit of it that comes along with like, uh, a purity and a goodness of what, mm. cause there's mm. things that make us happy that really kind of shouldn't make us happy. I'm yeah. happy that yeah. you got torn down. That yeah. kind of made me a little happy inside, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And we wouldn't say that that brings us joy. Mm. That's a really good distinction. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think joy, when we use it often, or not often, it does coincide with some sort of purity, mm-hmm. some sort of something that we would say is good. Yeah. And not situationally good. Yeah. But it's just sort of good. an ultimate good. Ultimate good. Yeah. 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 Well, and we talked about this, you know, all the fruits of the spirit are connected mm-hmm. and in some sense, you know, the, the love, right. Love for God, the love that God has for us is, is almost a, a fountain. It's, we, we talked even about sort of the, the singular, like a bunch of grapes, right. I think, yeah. you know, sort of the singular nature of, of the fruit. And I think that that's a nice tie in to joy connecting to love even and and some of the other fruits that we will see and and talk about that there's something pure there's something wholesome about the joy in the again as we're talking about it as the fruits of the spirit um that tearing someone down or any or you know my sports team beat your sports team or yeah um yeah i don't know that's not it's not like eating like really bad food for you can make you happy yeah and it's like yeah it's not good it's not it's good not, it's, yeah yeah for sure. we we had some really awesome it was like a mixture of fried jalapenos fried pickles and fried onions all together in one basket with like a chipotle sauce it was real good and it made <laughs> happiness happy. but not joy <laughs> and not joy yeah and i think you know, next time we'll talk about peace, but I think joy is connected to peace. Yeah. You know, all, all of these sort of intimately, intricately connected. Even, even thinking, you know, we sing at Christmas, joy to the world. We sang yeah. this, um, you know, recently in church, but joy to the world because the Lord has come. But with that is the recognition of God's presence and God's peace and God's love, you know, and, and joy is connected to, I mean, that's part of it. It's connected to the, understanding and the reality of of things that are present that are good mm-hmm. um which i think is why you can have joy even sorry my mic is flopping um, okay. I, I think about sitting with a family in the midst of loss mm. and how you can have no one i think in that would say they're happy Right. It is not a happy time, but you can sit with the family and you can hear stories and people are remembering, particularly in the context of Christian hope, they'll remember what's happened and there's, there can be laughter and there's, there's smiles and there's, I think there, there, there can be joy even in that context where there's definitely not happiness. And I think that's a little bit too of that, of that undercurrent and, and what, when we think about joy, it's something that is you said is is not dependent upon circumstances because it's rooted in something that is not circumstantial. Right. It's something that is um, just this undercurrent of truth and reality. Well, and if it's if it is stemming from love, like so, kind of what you said um, in previous episodes of 
that there's this idea that really love is the fruit of the spirit and then yeah. it expresses itself in these other descriptors or qualities, yeah. character traits, yeah. however you want to yeah. um, say that. But if that's the case, and we talked about last time that love, the nature of love and where it comes from and that love is a self-being, self-sacrificing thing it's not something that is self-serving yeah it's not dependent on necessarily the circumstance that's that's there yeah it's it's a freely given thing um i think that that gives us kind of that rooted sense of joy and like where if it's tied to that love that's not dependent on circumstances that it's sacrificial then the joy is going to be sustained whether circumstances are good or bad because the love is sustained independent of the circumstance. And so for for me, joy... I was going somewhere with that, and I totally lost it. It's all right. That's okay. We'll come back. We're talking about kind of the, in in some sense, the nature of joy. Is that fair? The 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 down the down in our hearts, the undercurrent, the not dependent on circumstances. Sort of, I think we we've we've sort of been implying that there's this foundational element of joy that is present or can be present in in the life of a Christian. That's part of the fruit of the spirit. So, two two wonderings would be, how does joy relate to joyfulness? Like, joy okay. is this undercurrent, and sometimes it can be sad, or we're not always happy, but we still have joy. But we're also going to be, like, joyful people, and to rejoice. I wonder, what do we think is the connection between sort of an undercurrent of joy and then and joyfulness? Um, that's maybe where I want to start, and sort of... How do you like get joy? Yeah. You know, to if really, people are yeah. listening, they're like, yeah, I don't really feel that undercurrent. <laughs> I just feel like as go my circumstances, so go I and my heart and my mind. Yeah. But maybe we can start with the connection between like joy and joyfulness. And I I really like both those questions um, and not easy to answer without talking about the interconnectedness of all of the other fruits of the spirit. Yeah. Um, And I think, but I think joyfulness, okay. Um, I think joyfulness is rooted. Obviously it's rooted in joy, Um, but (laughs) it, it's something that tags along oftentimes with peace gratefulness, Mm. thanksgiving. We're called as Christians to rejoice in the Lord always, which can be really hard. Like you mentioned, in certain circumstances, there doesn't seem to be any reason to rejoice. Um, Yet, because of Christian hope in some of those circumstances, we're able to rejoice. And we're also called to be thankful. In the prayer that Jesus gave us to pray 
in the Lord's Prayer. We're called to give thanks, um, and we are called to be thankful um, for things and and recognize the um, the different blessings that God has given us. So I think yeah. that again, when I say that it's it's not really determined by our circumstance. Yeah. In a way, that's not true because it is our joyfulness, mm. our joy, our rejoicing is determined by our circumstance mm. that we are loved by Christ, mm. that he yeah. has died for us, yeah. that God is good and yeah. that he does love us and he does rain blessings down on us, whether it looks like the material blessings that yeah. we kind of see on Instagram of different people showing off and yeah. materialism <laughs> yeah. or if it's... Um, just that we have a relationship with him and that we've been bought at a price and that we are valuable. Yeah. So it, it is based on a circumstance, but our, yeah. that circumstance is an unchanging circumstance that yeah. you are loved by God and that he sent his son to die for you, yeah. to be in relationship with you and that you are his and he is yours and there's yeah. nothing that's going to change that. That That's what it's the circumstance that it's rooted in. And we believe that that is not going to change. So... When it hits the fan in yeah, life, which yeah. life is what it is, and it sometimes it hits the fan, and we can look around us and our quote-unquote circumstances are all bad or things aren't going the way that we want them to go, yeah. um, we don't have despair. Yeah. We don't have... Um, we're not in ruin because we have this circumstance that we are gods. Even I, I, I go back and kind of to like, what was it like for some of the martyrs? Hmm. Like, how do you have joy while you're hmm. being martyred? Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and not to say that they necessarily express joy in that, that moment, but there is, there's, a level of despair that's missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. For sure. Um, there's a really easy place to let go of all of your convictions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's why we hold martyrs so high up because yeah, they, they've had plenty of opportunities to walk away, to disown yeah. this, to preserve their life. Um, even if they don't really mean it, just say it for the moment, yeah. move on. You get at least get to live. Yeah. And you yeah. can still love God in your heart. Yeah. And yet they don't do that. Yeah. And I don't think it's because of joy. They don't do it because they get joy out of it. But they do it because of the circumstance in which they're based on, which yeah. is that they are gods and yeah. he is theirs. And that really the worst thing, and Paul talks about this too, yeah. the worst thing that can happen to you, happen to your body, is death. And that can be real yucky and we can make invent really horrible ways to yeah. die. But if that's the worst you got, what is that to me? Because my reward is is to be with God. Yeah. Like if that happens to, live as to me, to die as king. Yeah, that's going to suck. Yeah. And there's no getting around that. That's yeah. that's it's horrible. It's yeah. horrific. Yeah. But if the joy of living with God on this side of earth this side of eternity is 
what I've experienced, then what is the joy that I'm going to experience when I'm actually face to face with them? Yeah. What does that look like? And that can drive you to do lots of different things. Yeah. That's the undertone. That's the um the circumstance yeah. that we're kind of talking about. So yeah. so to be able to rejoice in some of these bad situations doesn't see it's not a burden. It's yeah. not um now, I say that sometimes when you're in those situations, it can feel like I've got to go through these motions. But yeah, um, that's why we're able to have some joy, yeah. even in the midst of, even in the midst of that. horrible things. Yeah. so good and, and rooting it in again in, in love and in, in our belovedness and what Christ has done joy I think it's Eugene Peterson in his book Long Obedience in the same direction talks about how like joy looks back it looks you know to where we are but it also looks ahead it has this kind of full view of the story and, and what Christ has done, what has been accomplished and where we're headed and the hope that we have. And, um, and, and, and knowing that in some sense, both of those realities are present, even in the current circumstances that mm-hmm. the, what God has done and the promises of his love and presence, even if we don't see them are still present realities and the hope of resurrection, the hope of eternal life with him, which is present now, as we talked about, is is an ongoing reality that that bolster and are the foundation of, of joy and enable us to rejoice even in really challenging circumstances. Um, so I think that's yeah, I think that's really and I think thankfulness. What you brought up, I mean, uh, in you know Philippians when Paul's talking about rejoice in all circumstances and rejoice always. I say it again, rejoice. He also talks about you know thankfulness and and the the need for you know with thankfulness and everything, lift up your request to God. But I think that that's a really, if you want to talk about sort of some practical steps towards joy, yeah. reminding ourselves of who God is, what God has done, of the things to be thankful for, I think is 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 one of those kind of helpful things to do. Yeah. And this is where we get into kind of the nuts and bolts and also kind of the difficult discussion of the Holy Spirit and what's the Holy Spirit's role and what's our yeah. role, especially when we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, you kind of, you had the follow-up question of like, how do we get joy? Yeah. And the first step to that is to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and yeah. be sealed with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know? Amen. Like, yeah. I don't think that joy, this, this sustained joy, this undertone of quote unquote happiness that is independent of circumstance. I yeah. don't I do not think that that is actually possible outside of Christian love, outside mm. of of Jesus. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit actually yeah. giving that to you. I yeah. think it is it is a fruit of the spirit. Yeah. And so I think that when we see people who are not Christian, not that I'm sitting here being the judge of who has the Holy Spirit and who doesn't. Yeah, That's not yeah. what I'm trying to do. But uh, that we talk about and they talk about joy. I think a lot of times what we see is them 
um, constantly going back to the well of either happiness or peace, mm-hmm. which I yeah. think you can yeah. attain outside of of Jesus. Now, peace, we, we can talk about that next week and if yeah. you can actually attain yeah. that outside of Jesus. But I, I do think that there are some practical things that you can do in your life to promote peace, to promote happiness that have yeah. nothing to do with the Holy Spirit necessarily. Yeah. So I think that you see people going back to those wells very frequently and making yeah. a practice of going to that well. Yeah. But what Jesus promises us and where we get joy is that he is the living water yeah. and that whoever comes to him will thirst no more. We don't have mm-hmm. to go revisit the well yeah. anymore. We don't yeah. have, I mean, the well is with us yeah. and it's, it's, it, there is a spring of life that is the Holy Spirit that is, is yeah. in us. And so we don't have to keep going back to those things yeah. to be fulfilled and to have joy and peace and happiness yeah. and whatever else we want to put in there. It may, yeah, I think that's so good. It makes me, I don't remember, maybe it was 2016, 2018, something like that. It was, maybe it was earlier. But anyways, it was like the first time in American history where Americans spent more money on experiences than stuff. Mm, yeah. Like travel, eating out, you know, wh- whatever versus stuff, which is fascinating. But I, I think that's, exactly what you're talking about whether whether it, it is stuff or experience we're looking for something to make us happy yeah something yeah to a well that we're going back to that we think is going to give us that sense of elation or um you know trying to think of other words than happiness yeah. but fulfillment mm-hmm. whatever it might be that can kind of sustain us but it's sort of man that trip to europe was amazing and i i mean I love sure traveling. Was, Don't get me yeah. wrong. You know, but like, oh, that trip to Europe was amazing. And then you're like, okay, when's the next trip? You know, or yeah. uh, my that meal was, you know, perfection. It's like, well, all the other meals are terrible. And so when's that next? You know, it's, it's always what's the next thing? What's mm-hmm. the next thing? And whether it's physical, material stuff or experiences, it's still, it's going back to that same well. It's, I mean, and you think about even people that do extreme sports, which I don't want to knock because I'm not into that. But I think one of the things that people see is that you have to push yourself, right? You you sort of you yeah. build up an immunity to iocane powder. You you build up an immunity. <laughs> nice reference. <laughs> Thanks. You build up an immunity to the experience, and then you find yourself needing more thrill, more adrenaline. You know, like because it never quite fulfills and never quite get you gets you what you're wanting and what you feel yeah. like you need and and that's again that that's what you're saying is that the true joy is something that can only be experienced through relationship with Christ by the presence and the sealing of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And there are a lot of counterfeits. There are a lot of a lot of counterfeits. And a lot of things that will give you that spike of adrenaline, that spike of dopamine, that like that high, but it's not doesn't have longevity doesn't have staying power right and so i think i think you kind of really touched on a very interesting thing that's happening in our culture that Mm -hmm. we have had this shift from the generations previously who like stuff to the generations now that like experiences and will invest in that yeah okay yeah so I don't want to. I don't want to ruin your thought. Yeah. I just saw a meme that was like, uh, uh, boomer parents, and it was like a picture of a hutch with all these like dishes and stuff. And it's like you get to inherit this, and it was like Gen, you know, Gen X, Gen Z being like, no, we yeah. don't want that, you know. But 
We'll sell yeah. it on Facebook Marketplace and buy concert tickets with. Yeah, the I mean, money. like, but yeah. that's what you're talking about. It's yeah, like, yeah, different a generation. It's it's different. It's different. It's the same thing, but I think what millennials, Gen X, to an extent, Gen Z, and what's gonna happen with Gen Alpha, I think what we're becoming masters at, what we are masters at, is distracting ourselves mm. because it's not really actually tapping into happiness. Yeah, it's it's. We're so full of experiences or we go from one experience to another. And this is kind of getting into next week, but we never take the time to just sit with ourselves. Yeah. And so mm. I don't think that you can have we're joy. We're terrified of ourselves. We're terrified of ourselves. <laughs> the true. Yeah. And you should be, honestly. <laughs> um, but I don't think you can have joy without peace. I don't think that you can have joy without peace. I don't think yeah. you can have joy without contentment, mm. right? And you can't yeah. have contentment yeah. without peace. Yeah. And yeah. if we go from one thing to the next to the next to the next, then we never really have, we're, we're leaping from happiness to happiness to happiness to, oh, I had a bad experience that did not bring me happiness. So now I'm in a bad place, right? Yeah. I didn't yeah. take my medicine of happiness today. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm like the bottom literally falls out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's nothing propping you up. And so yeah. I think that we're in a real dangerous spot here. Yeah. I am not different than the rest of my generation. I definitely value experience over mm-hmm. material things. Yeah. I I am very indicative of my generation in, yeah. in that. But there's a danger in that. There's a huge yeah. danger in yeah. that. And not that materialism in material items is better. Yeah. It's just less distracting, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because once you buy it, well, like you bought it, yeah. and then it sits there. And it's like <laughs> you get bored and you want the next thing. Yeah. 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 I, I wonder, this is, see what you think. I wonder if you think about Gen Z, Gen Alpha, which is crazy that we're to the beginning of the alphabet again um if sort of social media persona and acceptance is almost the new experience like yeah material I, accumulation what i can go out and do an experience and now it's i don't know i'm, I'm just i think about i think you have a meshing pot the of value of that comes from interactions on on media and the the addictive nature of that and the way in which so many students are and young people are consumed by that yeah i wonder if that's the new place to go for happiness i think yes way. i think yes i think i think it's not the new place to go i think it's the only place in which they perceive they're it to go hmm. wow. i think that the options hmm. are being reduced for them i i i don't know that it's a product of their decision making i think that it's a product of the environment which they are born into yeah i i don't i think that they are more especially gen alpha i think is more of a product of every, every generation is a product of the generation's previously yeah, their decisions sure. yeah. i think that's just only amplified way more by by gen alpha that there's a lot more issues that are going to come up that are not their fault and i'm already making excuses for them yeah i don't think that they're excuses i think that 
the decisions Just that the context in which that yeah. Yeah, Gen X has made that yeah, maybe boomers have made do yeah. that we're making as millennials yeah. are setting up Gen Alpha yeah. for a a horrible yeah. things. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's beside the point. Yeah, uh, I think there's a meshing between the experience and the material, mm-hmm. right? So if you think about it, the place to go is this pseudo experience cyberland, right? Yeah. I mean, you're still sitting on your couch. Yeah. But you're, you're the cafeteria. We talk about this in to middle school parents. The cafeteria tables are no longer in the cafeteria yeah yeah it's on the internet and it's not on the internet in some chat room it's just it's on instagram snapchat tiktok whatever is x no they're not on x that's for old people and journalists kind of journalists um the so there's an equation uh that gets equated with experience, mm-hmm. right? When you're not yeah. actually yeah. doing anything. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of what we're getting at is this yeah. where that's going. But if you think about it, when Instagram was rolled out, when TikTok was rolled out, when Snapchat was rolled out, uh, there weren't any ads on them, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And now you have whole companies where the majority of their sales are being driven by what's shown up on Instagram ads. So yeah. people are scrolling yeah. on Instagram, they see this cool thing and they they're on. like, oh, I'm going to go down that bunny trail. And they're like, yeah. oh, this is a great deal because yeah. they've learned marketing in a way that it's like, oh, it's a 200% discount. Like I have to, I have to get this. It's such yeah. a deal. Yeah. And I can do it because my phone already has my credit, my credit card on card. it. And yeah. so I just like, all I have to do is click that Which button. Is terrifying. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pretty soon it'll just do a retinal scan and yeah, your purchasing. Pretty soon it'll just like read your emotions. Like, oh, you want this? Bought. Yeah, yeah, that's, exactly. That's maybe, that's maybe I, a little too. It's where we're headed, but it's but. it's, it's uh, still a long way off. But so I think there's kind of this meshing of experience and material because you're yeah. acquiring material yeah. thing from your experience, from your experience yeah. right? It's kind of like it's if the went, souvenir you brought back. It's from, the souvenir, right? Yeah, right, yeah. right. It's that like coffee mug you brought back from Europe, yeah, exactly. or the T-shirt you bought at the merch stand at the concert, yeah, or yeah, like yeah, to yeah. memorialize your experience, yeah. so that yeah. when you see it, you can kind of maybe invoke that little bit of, yeah, would we describe it as joy? That feeling, yeah, that feeling that of, you felt when yeah. you were there experiencing that. Yeah. Whereas that is not joy. Joy is exists outside of those circumstances. Yeah, but and I think, I think that's yeah all true. Which made me think: Have you ever bought something from an Instagram ad? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I have. I bought a few. I think most of the ones that I bought, I've regretted after yeah. I bought them. Yeah. I bought like a moisture wicking dress shirt. Yeah, which sounded like a good idea, uh-huh. sort of like flexible, movable, yeah. and I just it's just not. You know, not what you thought it would be. Not what I thought it would be. Anyways, not really the point. But Joy, yeah. But I, I think we, I'm probably not new, but I do feel like we are a generation, quote unquote, you can take boomers to alpha in that starved for joy 
mm. longing for joy, longing for for meaning, for so, for something sustaining, for something that is not circumstantial, for something that is connected to peace, that's connected to love. I think about power of community in this time. Um, you know, if you like actually get a time where you sit down with people and like phones go away and there's true connectedness, I think it's kind of terrifying to people at times or but like, I don't know you again, like anytime you take kids on a retreat or a mission trip and they don't have their phones, you take them to Israel, you don't have your phones. It's terrifying. They're like, what am I going to do? Ah, you know, and then they get back and so often it's like, that was the best week of my life, you know? Yeah. Because I was present with people. And I was connected with people and I was connected to something that, that matters. And I was, you know, in mission trips and stuff, you're connected to, to God in a way of you're doing devotionals and you're worshiping and you're being reminded of God's faithfulness. You're being you're like, you're tapping into joy mm-hmm. in a sense and love and peace. And, you know, all, I get, things, all, all of these right? things. Right. And so I think that there's this huge longing and huge deficit of joy in our culture, in our world. But I also think that it's one of those moments where the church and Christians have a unique opportunity, kind of a singular opportunity because not by any like wisdom of our own, we, we like have this thing on offer, but we can't get out of our own way. Yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> we can't get out of our own way because, because we're not always very joyful. No, you mean? I, I think because we're not always very joyful, and we throw out all of the caveats of everything else that you need to get this joy. Right? Say, say more. Say more. Well, it's never just Jesus, right? Yeah, it's always Jesus and mm. right. Jesus and this theology. Mm. Jesus and these actions. Are you knocking Jesus on my predestination? And Huh? <laughs> are, you, are you knocking on my destination? No, 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 no. no, no That's no. not what I mean. No, no, no. Um, no, I, I think I know what you mean. I, but you know, we had a, we had a mission trip, and when we were talking about, um, I'm trying to remember now what we were talking about because I just remember one particular student that was on the mission trip, and they just. As I was talking, they just, I, I really try to stay away from emotional manipulation when yeah. I'm doing, because yeah. that's, that's a prime spot when you're away from your family, you've been working yeah. for a week, yeah. you're tired from, from everything, kind of emotions yeah. are on high. Yeah. There, there's, it's ripe for emotional manipulation yeah. for the yeah. sake of Jesus, quote unquote, yeah. and I think that that's wrong. Yeah. So I, I, I try to steer, steer yeah. away from that as, as much as I, yeah. As and I can. De- and dear listener, I've heard enough of Jackson's talks to know that he does. He does a good job of that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, but I just kind of threw out there, like, if you want peace, like, go to Jesus. If yeah. you want joy, go to Jesus. If those yeah. things are lacking in your life, there's one place where I know where to get that, and yeah. that's Jesus. Yeah. Right? And even if you don't like Jesus for Jesus' sake, like go to him and see what happens. What happens. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. and I remember this one student just being like, I don't have peace and I want that. I don't have joy and I want that. But I can't get I can't get there because they didn't feel like they had access to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, 
you do. Yeah. All of those things you've like heard. Yeah. I get why people are saying that and they're not necessarily wrong, but yeah. like you're coming at, at you're trying to access Jesus through all of the kind of extra stuff. It's yeah. not like yeah. we talk about it as concentric circles. You and I, we yeah. have talked about yeah. it and it's like Jesus, God alone, mm-hmm. like, is sufficient. For God alone, my soul waits. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yet we say, okay, well, God, what about what about this baggage that I'm bringing? Yeah. Jesus doesn't. The only time Jesus says, okay, your baggage, it, like you need to examine this a little bit more, yeah. is when he's talking to the rich young ruler. Yeah. And that's because the rich young ruler keeps kind of like prying at him, right? Yeah. yeah. Jesus yeah. was a, was gonna accept him just and yeah. did accept him just the way that he was. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what about this? What about this? Oh, yeah. I've done that. Yeah. He's like, okay, next step. Yeah. Sell all your things and yeah. come follow me. Yeah. You know, and that's a tough swallow. Yeah. And so I th- that's what I mean by like, we keep getting, we can't get out of our own way is yeah. because this joy is on, it, it's accessible to all of us. Yeah. It's right? On tap. right. It is on tap. It is flowing, yeah. right? Yeah. Which is great. Come, see, yeah. taste and see the Lord is good. So often there's kind of like this perceived bouncer at the door of like, mm, mm. you don't qualify. Yeah. Mm, yeah. You can't come in. Yeah. Mm, do you think this? Okay. Turn you away at the door. Yeah. And, and I think that's... and. In some ways, I think it's the church's fault. In a lot of ways, I think it's the church's fault. And I think in a lot of ways, it's our culture's fault Mm -hmm. to paint the church in such a way that there has to be these divisions. Like we we work so polarized in everything that the, the room, the ability to say, hey, come to Jesus, get some joy, get some peace, and then we'll work through all the other stuff. Do th- that that doesn't yeah. exist in most places. Yeah. Do you think it's? I mean, so when, as, as you're talking, I'm I'm thinking about just the, the God. God's grace comes first. Yeah. Right. Discipleship is not the prerequisite for Christ. Christ is the prerequisite for discipleship. Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, is, is that kind of what you're that, saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. That obedience is response to what God has done to Christ's, you know, sealing us and, and being with us. Yes. And then, so, and sometimes we put, and even like peripheral, and not, not unimportant, right. but like peripheral discipleship conversations and people feel like this is a, this is a barrier. It's a barrier. It's yeah. It's a barrier, right? Yeah. And it's perceived as a barrier. Yeah. And it's perceived as a barrier because I think of what, I think of labels that our American culture has unfairly put on the church. And then I also think it, they're perceived barriers because sometimes the church will draw the line in the yeah. sand and say, okay, this is a barrier. Yeah. And when, it, when it's not yeah. really yeah. a barrier. I think, but I think you're right. That's what I was trying to say is that discipleship is not, 
a prerequisite to Jesus. And yeah. you're never really going to get to maybe, I don't know, maybe somebody has, but you're not going to get to Jesus by becoming his disciple first. Mm. You got to experience Jesus to mm. like actually follow him. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's hard and yeah. it's costly and yeah. it's not really worth the cost yeah. coming from that direction. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, it's it's such a drastic course or, correct from... I think that if you do, it it often can tend toward being pharisaical. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. It, it's sort of, I've followed the rules. This is the, this is the like... It's it's like Sky Jathani's book with sort of we can we can come to Jesus in a way that we almost control Jesus because we have earned the right for Jesus right we have done the things that make Jesus acceptable to us and therefore essentially it's not a gospel it's not grace and good news it's it's our efforts that have won us Jesus which is you know and again God can work in lots of different ways but I think the point so. And I think I will just on that. I think that you kind of got to something else I was wanting to talk about. Yeah. Joy is that I don't know that joy is something that can be earned. Mm. And so oftentimes we think so linearly about things that if I do X, then I'm going to get, you know, X plus mm. Y equals Z. Yeah. And so if I love Jesus and I do these things, then I'm going to have joy. Right. Or, and I don't know that that's true yeah i not to say that if you love jesus and you do some of these practices that we talk about about promoting peace and about promoting uh, um gratitude uh, gratitude and some of that yeah. like that you won't have joy but i don't know that there's like a mathematical formula for how to produce yeah. joy i think with joy being rooted in love and a condition of us being beloved it really has nothing to do with what our actions are to earn it. Yeah. I think we can think, promote it and we can recognize it a little yeah. bit more and we can definitely shut it off. Yes. But we can't, I don't know that we can produce it. And a lot of yeah. times we like to lean on our own ability to produce certain things. Yeah. Which I think goes back to just the whole idea that this is fruit of the spirit, yeah. right? It's, it's the, produce is the it's what the spirit um causes to come alive by the spirit's prince right which i, I think is in john 15 right <laughs> gotta bring up john feet at some point in our podcast <laughs> but uh, abiding right there's this language of abiding and i think we do often it's easy to think in terms of a formula of if i do x y and z then you know z will occur instead of what I'm invited to do is abide. Yeah. And in abiding, God works and moves, right? And and is faithful. And it's about God's faithfulness, not about the things that we have done, which again, sort of that that formula of, you know, God's not the genie in the bottle. If you love the bottle just right, then something happens. It's you abide, we abide, and then God God is good and God is faithful and God delights in in blessing and sometimes that doesn't look like what we mean sometimes it does but um it comes back to control and trust yeah yeah it's yeah if we approach it that way we're trying to control god and what god asks us to do is to trust him yeah that he will provide yeah and that he will give this to us and to the extent that i've been able to do it i 
I think that he's right. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not when I've controlled the situation that I enjoy. That's yeah. when I felt the most angst. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do want to ask, or I want, I want us to talk about, because I think all of this is really, really important, but I do think you, you mentioned something, and this has gotten me thinking, to about barriers to joy. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's really, really important that we sort of, the, there's limited, very, very limited barriers to come to Christ, right? I mean, confession of Christ as Lord is, is kind of important, yeah. but it's not, we don't and have... And I'd say probably the triune yeah, God, yeah, you know, triune God, it, right? accepting <laughs> God for who, who God, God is. is. Yeah. yeah. So there, there's, there's some of that. But with not like we don't have our life in order, we don't have to have like, solved sin to come right. to right. Yeah. We, we come as broken sinners. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the beautiful image of Christian and Pilgrim's Progress that as he's coming to the cross, that his burden rolls away, makes its way into the tomb, and it's gone, right? Yeah. Not because he could take it off or anything, but just in coming to the cross, God does stuff, right? Yeah. So that's really really important. But I think it's fair to say that there are probably a lot of Christians who would believe in Christ who maybe feel like they're not experiencing joy. Mm. And I would never want to sort of, again, make a one-to-one. I don't think this is, it's not a formula, right? Sure, yeah. But are there things that we do, I think about sin, like that inhibit, that are barriers to, to joy and you know, what do we need to be aware of, do we think, from that point? Yeah, no. I sort of barriers on the other side. You've come to Christ, but... Sure. No, I think that that's a... And that and that's kind of what we were talking about, about promoting joy. Again, it's not an X plus Y equals Z kind of formula. But yeah. like I said, I think we do... Where there is a formula yeah. is by... We're really good at being fire extinguishers of joy. Like, we're really good at putting it out. Yeah. Where it might exist naturally when we're with God, um, some other circumstances that we do promote in our life mm. can extinguish it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so removing... I, so I, I'm not so sure that it's about adding certain things, that it is removing certain mm. things yeah. that can be helpful to promote joy yeah. because it's not uh, again it's not us controlling the situation say okay i've done x y and z so now i have joy yeah um so i think that the practice of like thankfulness mm-hmm. as much as it is a practice of thankfulness it's actually a getting rid of entitlement mm-hmm. it's a getting rid <laughs> of this is what i deserve discontent yeah discontent. no but no yeah what yeah. entitlement is a good word yeah. um so and we'll get into this when we talk about peace i think so much of peace is actually just getting rid of all the extra junk mm. right? and 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 i think that's true about joy too if we just existed with god and we only existed with god we would feel joy mm. Yeah, and yeah. there's no yeah. nothing getting in the way of that. And yeah. what we've done is added all this stuff on top of it that's dampened yeah. it, that doesn't allow us to experience that joy because yeah. of of some of the other things we're promoting in our life, which yeah. could be sin. There mm-hmm. could be particular sins. There could be a bunch of little sins. You know, um, I think 
comparison mm-hmm. will steal your joy. Yeah. I think yeah. gossip will steal your joy. Yeah. Here. I think um like I said entitlement will steal your joy. Yeah. I think yeah. that I think, I think that money is a big barrier to joy. Yeah. I think that you can have we we always talk about money kind of like, oh, it's okay to have money. Which it is. Like yeah. uh, money in itself is n- nothing it's neutral. Yeah. It's really hard to have money and then not use it for your own means to then become entitled or think that this thing that I'm purging with my money is going to bring me some sort of happiness or joy. Yeah. Right? There's I only also... so much practical that yeah. we need to be yeah. sustained by money. Yeah. I also think that when we talk about money, worry, anxiety, control mm. are all wrapped up yeah. in money. Security. Security. Yeah. Yeah. Where do we look for security? Yeah. Um, I, I think that's uh, where, you know, it's fall and it's stewardship season. And I really think, and, and I'm, my dad is a firm believer in this and I'm pretty on board with him, but yeah. that tithing is a fundamental, foundational discipleship practice because i think we are so easily wrapped up in money as security as safety as something that provides joy as something that provides peace right there's so many ways in which we can make money a deity and think that money provides for us what god provides for us and i think that tithing is that practice of saying money you're not it right and so yeah. i'm just i can give you away <laughs> I can be free of you to a certain extent and recognize that God is the one who provides. God is the one who sustains. God is the one who I trust ultimately, not money. And so I I don't think, you know, tithing is not just what is the, what programs does the church need to promote? Like tithing is about our own hearts and the uh, ease with which we become idolaters when it comes to money and resources and things like that. Which steals joy. Yeah. Right. If we're anxious, if we're worrying, if we're, you know, uh, which, you know, there's balance. Like if people don't have resources, that can, it can be hard to have joy when you're always anxious and worrying about what's coming. And I think that's, but I mean, there's money's a whole different conversation. It's a, it's, it's a different conversation, but it's, it's not. It's applicable to yeah, this. It's one. not unrelated. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's a piece yeah, of it. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, like I said, there's some things that we can do to promote joy. Yeah. Um, which is really just shirking off the load of other stuff that we've yeah. kind of dampened. Yeah. Uh, the fire blanket of joy. Yeah. Um, these kind of exterior things. Yeah. Um, but I think. I'm going to transition into next week because I think that joy doesn't exist without peace. Yeah. And I think that peace, um, that's what we're going to talk about next week because we can't really get to this underlying sustained happiness or joy or contentment with, if we're not at peace, if we don't have peace promoted in our life, if we're, I think when we talk about the subjects that you just brought up, when mm-hmm. we talk about uh, anxiety, when we're yeah. anxious about stuff, when we're worried about stuff, when we're stressed about stuff, those would be what we 
would describe as the opposite of joy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tell yeah. me what, or uh, I mean, peace. I mean, also joy. Also joy. But, <laughs> well, but again, peace. like these are so interconnected. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right? If you're, if you ask somebody, do you have peace? And they say, no, I don't. They're tell you that they have uh, anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to tell you they have stress. that they have stress, that they're constantly worried about things and they may mm-hmm. not even know what they, they have a general outlook of, of kind of despair that the world is going to hell in a handbasket. Yep. And however yeah. you want to interpret that, you can interpret yeah. that from all sides of the polarities. Yeah. You yeah. know, like it doesn't yeah. matter. Everyone thinks that. Yeah. Like world's going to crap. Yeah. Newsflash yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. were told that. Yeah. I think flurry of busyness. Yeah. Like so often is a disturber of peace. Ooh. And then we also talked about that in Enjoy. Disturber of the peace. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So well, and, it, and it's tied to just to tie us back to last week too, to truly know, which I think I, I think is one of the most basic and most challenging things of being a Christian is to truly know that you are loved, mm-hmm. to truly know that you belong, to truly know that you are cared for, that you have a, a hope and a future, right? I mean, it's the biblical language. Yep. To be so convicted and convinced of that, to um, abide in that truth, you cannot have joy or peace without that. Yeah. Right. I mean, and then and again, all of these, as we've said, as we will continue to say, they're they're an interwoven reality because it's it's by the spirit. They're not okay. I've got this one. Now I get this one. No, it's the spirit is present, and as the spirit is present, as the spirit reminds us of all the things that Christ has done, and um, conforms us to Christ's image, and reminds us of our adoption, like all of these things begin to be present in our lives. Yeah. I agree. So I'm excited for peace. I'm yeah. excited for the next episode yeah. uh, to, to dig into that one. But as you go out into this week, help shirk off the fire blanket of joy suppression yeah. in your life. Okay. Um, live into the fact that you are beloved. Yeah. Live in to, um, and, and look for the blessings that God has given you. Um, look for, and I guess last caveat, last thing. Because joy and happiness are not the same thing, I think sometimes you can be like really unhappy and think, okay, I don't have joy because I'm really, really unhappy. You can be depressed. And I don't know that that excludes you from, from having joy, but that gets in to another conversation that that we could have and um if you find yourself there go get some help go talk to somebody some sometimes you need some medication to to help you with that so we're not trying to say um if you do all these things then you're gonna come out of your pit of despair of whatever feeling despair yeah we uh I'll I'll speak for you. We sympathize with you. Mm -hmm. We empathize with you. And we want to walk through that with you. So we're not trying to just say, oh, do these things and you'll be all better. That's that's not really the conversation that we're having. Um, Because we're not... Yeah. uh, I I didn't want us to necessarily come across that way, but I could see how we could. Yeah. No, I think that's really important. And, And I think, like all things, 
I think I can safely, like all things in the Christian life, there is an already and a not yet. Yeah. And there is a present reality because the spirit is here and does it work. But we also are in the midst of this broken world and that impacts all this. And ultimately the joy that we have right now is, is a foretaste is a, is a, is like just a, it's the appetizer yeah. of what's to come. Right. And, and we live in that broken world and it's, mm-hmm. it's messy. And so I totally agree with you that, um, yeah, we, we don't want to be flippant about what people might be going through or experiencing. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no. Mine's very unimportant. Okay. I, uh, GK Chesterton, just, just a final oh, thought. Yeah, I'm looking at his picture right there. Hey, GK. In his book, Orthodoxy, at the very end, he talks about all of the attributes that Jesus portrayed. And you might disagree with this, but I think it's a, I love the thought that at times he's angry, he flips over tables yeah, and he does. all these different things. But what he talks about is sort of you never hear, you can assume, but you never hear about Jesus laughing. Uh, oh. in the scriptures and he he makes the argument or at least posits that potentially the most overwhelming powerful force is god's joy essentially god's mirth god's mm. laughter this overflow and that's something that we as humans are incapable of experiencing because it would completely overwhelm us and uh i've always i've loved the idea and it makes me really excited for heaven to experience the fullness of God's joy. Yeah. Um, that would crush us tiny humans <laughs> if we were to experience it today. So, anyways, he says it much more eloquently. Yeah, I thought that was good. I love the thought. Yeah. Hey. Great chatting, Jackson. Yeah. Good to be back in the podcast. Yep. For sure. Um, see you later. What's the appetizer that you eat with a spoon? Like it's like one caviar? Spoon. No, no, no. Not like the actual <laughs> food. It's a it's before the appetizer. And it's like to get your palate started. Oh. And it's has a name. It can be any any food, like, oh but it's gosh, like gnat in my mouth. It's like p- one p- bite. P- yeah, like a palate cleanser or it's usually like it's often like a sherbet or something like that. No, no, no. no. no that no, no. comes after the meal before the dessert usually. Oh. This wow. is, you're very. I'm impressed by your sophistication. I watch Jackson. a lot of I watch a lot of food shows. Yeah, but there was one I can't remember. It's a it's a it's like an app pre appetizer to just like yeah kick your palate into gear. It's like it's it's like an energizer palate energizer, not a clearer. Oh, interesting. I don't it know. has a cool French name. Oh, I can't remember. And it means like one bite or like something like that first bite or yeah prima (laughs) nope not that (laughs) (laughs) the only word that's coming up my is definitely not yeah oh well yeah i bet you mark brown knows
I bark, help me. Help me. Hey, Google. <laughs> yes, dear. What, what is the first palate cleanser at a fancy meal? Sorry, what are you asking? <laughs> oh, man. You said it's not a palate cleanser. It's a palate accelerator. Yeah, something like that. Energizer. That's definitely not... <laughs> It's not an hors d'oeuvre, but it's like a hors d'oeuvre. Amuse bouche. Oh, yeah. Amuse bouche. Amuse bouche. Yeah, I know that one. I yeah. mean, obviously, I didn't know it enough to bring it to mind. Yes. Yeah. An amusing bush. Yes. Yeah. Are they different than appetizers in that they are not ordered from a menu by patrons, but are served free and according to the chef's selection? That's not what I heard. It literally means mouth amuser. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Cool. Cool. Now you know. Now you know.